ready to crow. Oh, thank God. I need you to crow tonight. Because <laughs> I'm the ostrich. My head's in the sand. Mm, and my glands worry. in my hand. I'm, I'm about driving. to make some string cheese. I've only driven for like three episodes, and they were all probably top five. Oops. Yeah, they were the best ones. People love when you got your hand on the on the clutch. More Lund. Less is more, but Lund is the most. The Lund host. is Lund is snore, is what I think. Oh shit. Uh I was awake, but now I can see, man. Uh I've been remembering my dreams, which is different for me. Usually I do not remember them. And some of them have been stressful, but I also think that they point to something more. That's like another part of your brain that we don't see all the time, but now and then, you know, you sleep, you don't smoke too much weed, you don't get blackout drunk, and then you get, sometimes you get to fly. I usually cannot fly, but what I can do is jump hella good. So it's kind of like momentary flight or the ability to like, you know, spring upwards to the sky. Yeah, I mean, you getting off the ground at all is a dream come true. Yeah, my vertical goes from inches to feet, and that's yeah. enough for me. Because <laughs> sometimes when I dream, I'm in prison for something I didn't do. You and I both live very terrestrial lives. Gravity, man. You had a joke about gravity. You probably don't remember it, but it was a pretty good one. Actually, yeah. it wasn't that good. Yeah, right. When you produce as much great content as me, you're going to forget some stuff. That one <laughs> on our Patreon, I thought that Jordan Dahl had this, had this great joke from long ago because Jordan had a lot of great jokes uh, years back and Sam did not. But it was a Sam T original. It was a Sam T joke. I didn't need jokes. All right. I'm like the, I'm like the <laughs> abstract painter who learns how to paint landscapes and bowls of fruit and then just gets into splattering and painting with their own shit and cum. That's how good I was at painting. So I didn't even need paint anymore. Maynard James Pollock. Yeah. Uh, you <laughs> shit blood and paint on my hands. <laughs> is that a tool lyric? That is a tool lyric. Good Tools. job. No, it's no, it's a perfect circle, you moron. Tool sucks. <laughs> there was a time at three. I'm gonna, kings. I'm gonna put my tool in your perfect circle if you don't so shut was, up. <laughs> now, wait a minute. It tells a story. We gotta we gotta figure out the pieces and where they fit. Now there's like twice as many pieces because we thought tool puzzle and then a perfect circle puzzle with a little Venn diagram of little Maynard in the in the center. But now all the pieces have to fit. <laughs> little Maynard. I love that Sunday morning comic strip. Little Maynard and friends. Mm -hmm. <laughs> little Maynard, uh, where'd my pie go? Wait, listen to this. I Stone. am. Go ahead. That was Stone Temple Pilots. I am. I am. I, I am. am. Playing in my band tool. Next week, a perfect circle. I may know James Keenan. I am. I am trans. I am pulling double duty tonight cause be, because the perfect circle is opening for tool tonight. Okay, Lund, you had something good about Three Kings. Which yeah, three. For, the, for the folks at home, Three Kings was a saloon tavern down there in uh, the Baker neighborhood of the capital city of Colorado, which is a state in the United <laughs> States, which is uh, in North America on Earth. The tentative so United States. Now you're States. caught up. You sound like a Wikipedia page, man. I'm unedited, though. <laughs> you're, you're highly edited, but by a bunch of psychos. <laughs> yeah. Bunch so of you, losers. Say all, you say all kinds of shit, and there's some facts in there. Eventually, the truth comes out. Listen, I was at Three Kings, rest, in, rest in Kings. 
and I was, it was probably like 2010 and I am talking to a couple people I didn't really know. And then I just said, for whatever reason, cause it was true. Cause earlier that day I had thought about it. And I just said to these people, I decided who I think my favorite band is today. And the, this chick goes tool. And I was like, yep. <laughs> and, it was, and then I was like, wait, does that make me feel better or worse about this decision? She was, she was maybe a freak on a leash. So I was like, wait, <laughs> now, I, I guess it made me feel cool. Cause it was a, uh, it was a pretty lady instead of just like a dude who's like, yeah, fuck yeah, tool. No, man. I mean, anyone who's trying to instigate a th- man on man on woman three way with strangers, favorite band is for sure. Tool. It was a blast tool and then get blasted to tool two tools blaster man if you came up to me and my wife tried to get a three-way rocking whew, i would have to punch you in the throat you'd put on tool no if you thought you had a shot with me and old clam jack and emmy <laughs> who may or may not be dead what i might have fit her face with a uh, pillowcase mask if you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> Two cucumber slices on top of the pillow. Yeah, the cucumber was made out of concrete and poison. Uh, why? Because she got mad at you for giggling too much last night when she was trying to rest up so she could, you know, save lives or whatever she does. Yeah, right. So she can vaccinate children against their parents' will. I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, she's got she's got a wagon full of microchips that she's got to go put in some children. Yeah, Jesus. No, we get along just fine. I was kidding. It's just fun to allude to the fact that you never know. She's Schrodinger's wife right now. You guys could never really tell if I had finally done what I've always wanted to do or if I'm just still a coward. You know, it's tough. Uh, <laughs> what else? Damn, what, what were we talking about before the whole Tool escapade? I don't know. You came in wanting to talk about your favorite band, the only band that makes sense, the band whose lyrics have made you lead your life in a more pure way. Shit, blood and cum on my hands. Man, yeah, we like, could we could do our like impression through, of Johnny Beans, eighth through eleventh grade. Oh yeah, Johnny Beans, uh, who God paid me more than any comedy-based source ever could. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more bingo host than comic. If you look uh, at my financials, I've said that about you when people ask, like, "What's up with Lund?" I'm like, "I don't know. Do you have a cool bingo to call? Do you have a bingo that's like uh, chicken fried steak themed? Because he's there." Well, it started with you. And then yeah, I, I know. Like, I'm and like, then I was like, you copied me. I was like, it's a living. No, you were always gone doing stand-up. And I was like, <laughs> I guess I'll stay here and cover for Sam and make money. And uh, it's like uh, this last year, how without having to travel and having regular unemployment income, I made more money than stand-up ever could dream. Or as far as like take home and you know, a bunch less expenses. Well, you know, you should have uh, just taught a comedy class. Now that now you're squawking. I mean, I have a bunch of rubes down here that I can, I can start with. I can, I can have them pay for comedy one, comedy one hundred one, comedy two hundred one, and then you know AP comedy AP. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Get credits for comedy college. Uh, hey, I don't want to talk shit on anyone who coast you know teaches a comedy class, but uh, you know. Well, They're probably bad at comedy. Treacherous road to hoe. Well, yeah, and uh, God, I mean, the big, the big example was Louis Anderson and Kyle Cease, and when they came through town, you know, it was like, uh, what the hell is this? And then it just like became huge. And that in the World Series of Comedy, it was like, oh yeah, neither of those 
World Series of Comedy is still going. Louis's been dead for seven and a half years. Yeah, but at least with Louis, Kyle killed him. Kyle, <laughs> at least with Kyle Cease and Louis, it was you know it was completely a sex pyramid scheme. Like <laughs> I can get behind any kind uh, of sex cult, but uh, World Series of Comedy, there's nothing behind it. You know, there's no, no ethos. Just a guy from Pittsburgh jacking off into a magician's hat. Yeah, it's uh, that guy who helped you move. <laughs> uh, well, and yeah, the, one of the main guys from Vegas that started World Series of Comedy was a fucking psycho, half a psycho, and who just like it? Joe Lowers. Joe Lowers, okay. We gotta have uh, we gotta have Brant Tobler on to talk about Joe because uh, I left. Before I think I left Vegas before the World Series of Comedy started, but it was about to. So maybe it started in like 2008. And uh, I was like, oh, yeah, good luck with that. You know, it sounded like a fucking scam. And I don't know if it was right away. It was, right? Like, it's a scam I, it, number one. Yeah. 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 Well, it's like, hey, no, very I bad think, at comedy. Yeah. But <laughs> I think when it first started, it was at least. It wasn't so bloated. It wasn't like fucking worldwide thousands of people thinking that they're going to make it based on their performances in in that. Like it got to where it's like, uh, you know, I don't even know what the cap is, but there's so many satellite shows and semi auditions and pre <laughs> pre finalist uh, semifinals. Yeah, but if you win, you get to the opportunity to feature at over 12 clubs. It's a real game changer. It's a racket. It's I mean, a living. It, <laughs> that's the that's the slogan for the whole thing. World, World Series, Series of comedy. comedy. It's a living. <laughs> it, and with a question mark. Yeah. <laughs> but a little one or an asterisk. And at the bottom, it's not really a living. <laughs> two, two at a minimum. <laughs> not legally living. <laughs> Have you always dreamed of sleeping in your car in front of Denny's in the Midwest? Have you ever wanted it? And by wanted it, we mean to live in a home. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. I mean, it is it is a kingmaker. Spencer James won, and look at him now. He gets chicken wings whenever he wants. He's teaching a comedy class. Night or day or <laughs> mid-afternoon. He doesn't even have to say anything. He either grunts. He, he does that thing with, with his lips. Who does that? Filipinos? Cambodians? Or Hawaiians, they point with their with their lips. I know we're Josh all doing Blue. it now, and I can't Josh, tell if Josh Blue has a joke about it. Oh yeah, Josh, he won the World Series of Comedy. Well, he, he won the Special <laughs> Olympic World Series of Comedy. That was his claim to <laughs> yeah. fame. Mm-hmm. Was he won? <laughs> he won. Yeah, I remember. I won the College World Series of Comedy. It was in Omaha. You got to have an and, aluminum bat. Yeah, it was pretty sick, man. And I just caved in eric knoll's head and that's how i won uh oh but yeah you know what sucks is like if you're a decent comic and you teach a class and you're and you're not charging a lot of money okay but if you're a complete i think i feel like there's a lot of classes that are like abundant since the pandemic so like the last year yeah or 10 months have where there's classes and it's like get the fuck out of here Look, man, I'm all for scamming spies. Like that's not <laughs> taking advantage of widows, widowers, yeah, secret agents, um, <laughs> adults or parents of children that they had to bury. You know, you're never supposed to be able to do that. You're also never supposed to take a comedy class. 
And hey. these people have done both. <laughs> hey, are you a man who never assumed he'd outlive his wife? <laughs> Did your kid accidentally kill himself with a gun that you were supposed yeah. to put on a high up shelf? Has the opioid crisis struck very close to home? <laughs> Did if your so. family tree fall over <laughs> because there's no roots that can take hold? Due to tragedies, both pharmaceutical and environmental. God, what are you drunk? No, I'm sober. I'm just, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm shooting, brother. I've been listening to Stone Cold all day. Oh, good call. Yeah, he's he's a role model. He's the man, dude. He's the greatest American, alive or dead. He's a lore model. We should have dropped him in the Capitol and just let him fucking fight all those anti-patriots off. Dude, if Stone Cold, if they, if, if they were in the Capitol and Stone Cold's music hit and he just went in and stunned every one of them, oh my <laughs> God. Yeah, all right. Now, now I'm into it. Now you're loving it? I was going to say that he would maybe be more conservative, but he's not. No, he's, he, man, ain't no, ain't no thing but a chicken string on a, on a wing or whatever he says all the time. He calls himself this homie over here. Whoa. This homie over here down at 316 Gimmick Street, I'll tell you what, man. I went to the store, and they had Charmin, all right? And look, I'm a double-roll kind of guy, okay? I'm not trying to pretend like I'm in Germany, ripen with a single ply. Look, we won that war, okay? So I know what a dollar means, okay? I know I know the exact worth of a dollar, but shit. If you give me a bounty roll, and it's a little bit cheaper, my man, I will wipe with that stuff. I'm telling you, it's a clean pod, but I like to stay clean downstairs, all right? That's just Stone Cold. He just talks about different prices at Costco. Yeah, that sounds good. It's pretty good. But yeah, look, I don't want to dissuade anyone from taking a comedy class. Yeah, good call. It's a great... (laughs) You know what? I want to be anti-comedy class, but I do love people scamming rubes. I do love a scam. I'm not going to say I don't. Get some money. Well, and if if uh, if it's like not this like crazy complicated system where you're making like 80 bucks a person a pop you know for 40 minutes of your time and you're not even like giving them anything that all can be so bad and that's like the norm i think that's the the main type of comedy class out there or it it has prevailed yeah because there's a bunch of grifters that do this because you don't have to be able to sing or learn how to like play the guitar Mm -hmm. to be able to start like conning simple folk into either letting you perform at their bar and then like giving them $500 because they're going to make two, you know, two grand at the bar and then nobody's there, but they have to make their guarantee all that shit. Like, right. That's, Oh boy. Yeah. There's like no barrier to stand up. The only thing you need to know to be able to know is like which hole in your body to hold the microphone to. Well, yeah. Where the, where the words come out and where the drinks go in even and if you hold it to your butt, you're still going to get a laugh. If you walked on stage <laughs> and you were like, so, oh, whoops, is this, am I doing this right? That That's a good bit. Actually, that's my bit now. <laughs> uh, what? Uh, oh, yeah. So we hung up some stuff in the new apartment. And, Confederate uh, flags, Gadsden flags. We got uh, swaths. We have a Gadsden quilt and it says, don't thread on me. And it's like who is that for you know but uh really well <laughs> you don't? I sent, i'm stupid I sent, the, I sent the idea to um one of my favorite etsy accounts and they blocked me so i don't <laughs> i don't know what that means if like all of a sudden i'm gonna see that you know getting so, sold by the truckload and i've been boxed out 
uh, box trucked out. <laughs> it's a big old box truck full of my idea making some Etsy lady famous. But uh, we will see. I have faith that uh, I'm going to get cut in on that, you know, because I had the idea. I didn't have the supplies. I didn't have no thread, no needle. Or skills. So you hung some stuff up at your apartment. Hung some stuff, and uh, I held on to some random-ass comedy posters. <laughs> some of them very good, like good ones. The 51st Jokes ones where we're video game characters. I have that. That's a good one, yep. I've got one from Comedy Room Room, like an early one, like when James Draper was like fresh off the boat <laughs> from Oklahoma. <laughs> uh, the land boat. He, I, remember, he drove a boat here. Uh yeah well he had a so boat was, he towed he towed a boat there it's funny because there's there's two James Drapers there's the sardonic one liner kind of heady emo Phillips meets uh, Mitch Hedberg meets Bud Dwyer comedian who lives in Denver <laughs> and then there's the James Draper from Iowa who's a musical comedian who's about two sixty and five eight with a full goatee whose closer is a song about sodomy. Oh, okay. And you naturally thought of the latter, Draper. No, no. But I know that uh, James Draper, our James Draper, was once booked and he showed up and did his like, what if a banana was a tomato type comedy, you know? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And they were totally expecting (laughs) the rough riding, straight shooting sodomy guitar comic. And it did not work for anyone involved. Oh, damn. Yeah. So it sounds like they need to team up so that they cover all their bases. Yeah, it, it's a fun thing. If you have a friend whose last name is Draper, you can call him James D. Raper, and they love it. Yeah, they could, co, they could co-headline shows where, like, the, the drapists. Whichever, well, <laughs> whichever, the drapists. One, whichever one goes first opens with that. Oh, yeah, I noticed the guy that did the marquee really fudged up out there. It's James Draper, not James D. Raper. Oh, my God. And then the second, the other co-headliner at the end of their set closes with it. It's the longest possible callback you could have because it spans two headlining sets. And so it packs twice as much of a punch. I thought you were going to say the, the, his, his closer is he sexually assaults someone in the crowd. And he's like, no, gotcha. That's, that's no fun. <laughs> oh, that's not fun. You're I, don't right like, about that. I don't like act outs. I don't like crowd work. I don't like... Ugh. You're not against sexual assault. You're just against physical comedy. <laughs> That's your improv training coming back where you think you have to put your fingers into somebody's mouth in order to make an impact. I'm not Ben Roy. Oh, yeah. Ben Roy stole that from you. Hey, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, you know, you're sh- you trying to shit that. on me and you ended up shitting on the voice of a generation. Uh you used to do that in improv and it wasn't funny then because it was improv and you were too young the way ben does it there's more nuance i put my fingers in a couple people's mouths it's not a big deal it's kind of public you know it's 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 like an old vaudeville bit we pass around (laughs) everybody knows that gag that came (laughs) out of missouri so you were hanging up some stuff Old posters, man, yeah. And it hit because it's like I don't feel sorry for myself at all because there's so many other things that are very uh, sad, tragic. You know, people are scared. So, like, me not being able to get laughs is fine, you know? Like, I mostly know that. Yeah, but but you were okay with that, like, three years ago. I gave up on regular (laughs) laughs. I gave gave up on high hopes. 
and coming out with a lot of give me your energy <laughs> i went i was full wayman for a while and then that died yeah about three years ago after a year of being sober where that didn't fix anything where it's like oh i'm still here <laughs> uh shreveport Bossier city give me your energy <laughs> mine got cut off come on y'all oh god that was fun to watch old wayman wayman was great come on <laughs> yeah old uh old fun posters 51st jokes we could have maybe done an online 51st jokes but nobody nobody did it we could do it man let's cash in i think it's too late because i've written so many jokes <laughs> i don't remember what the first one of 2021 was it was a good one for sure Stop playing with your dumb Amish sideburns, please. Sorry, it's a lot of fun, and I'm looking at myself in the mirror, and I'm bringing—I'm giving myself points to my sideburns. Can you guys hear that on the mic? Like a buck, like a like a like an elk. Yeah, like a, you know, like a like a guy without a personality who's into craft beer. Um, you know, anyone who's ever waxed their facial hair should be in a cage on the border. Mm, That's mm-hmm. how I feel. Any yeah, well, anything that's that's a whole lot of work and crafted and stuff, it's like, come on, man, you could have been reading something or learning something <laughs> instead of getting <laughs> quaffed. I don't know. Yeah, get a personality instead of a facial accessory. That's what I'm saying. Oh hell yeah. You used to have big old mutton chops, but you're supposed to grow not grow them out. You're supposed to grow out of them. Grow out Ooh, of interesting. those expressions. Yeah. Well or like I have a beard, but God, I couldn't care less. I don't want to talk about it. That was an old joke of mine. Definitely got some headlining gigs. Thanks to my beard <laughs> stuff. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's been nice to see some of those old flyers from uh, doing the thing that we devoted our lives to that we haven't been able to do for almost a full year. Like, Except for like, <laughs> we're musicians now because we do two shows a month. Not yeah, even. Right. Not even that. One show every six months, you're like, hey, this feels good. Remember this one? <laughs> this song's new- called Wildfire. We got a new album coming out in a year and a half, so stay tuned. But meanwhile, let me dust this old chestnut off. Woo! When I was in, uh, when I was in high school, I was in a couple bands, and we played this house party one time. And we had, a, we had like three guitarists because everyone was just in the band, and we'd jam and have fun. And we did a set break, and during our set break, uh, one of the backup guitarists named Jeff Van Meter was like, hey, why don't we just stay up here a couple? Come up here, fellas, and we'll, uh, we'll keep it rocking, you know? Uh, Kevin Schultz goes and does a whip it in the parking lot. <laughs> and we were like, all right, well, you know, he's like, what are we going to play? And he's like, I got this. I said, you know, I thought we were going to play some covers, you know, Hybrid Moments or Eagles Dare 12 times in a row. <laughs> Instead, Jeff takes the mic like a lonely troubadour, like the guy from Crazy Heart. And he says, ladies and gentlemen, it's my pleasure to be here this evening. He takes on a weird country accent that he never had. <laughs> he it's, aged 25 years yeah. for, his, for his next set. <laughs> right. It's, you know, it's, he, he like, he, it's a bunch of 15 to 20-year-olds in a barn. And he says, ladies and gentlemen, it's my pleasure to be here tonight with y'all. Rocking in the free world. And I'm in oh, the undrums, and I'm biting my tongue so I don't steal his <laughs> moment. And Clay DeHaan's on bass. And Kevin or uh, Jeff turns around and he says, "Hey, let's play that new one." 
This one's called Wildfire. <laughs> and we'd never played this song before ever in our lives. Uh, I don't know what new one he was talking about or what backing band he thought was behind it. If he thought he was in front of ZZ Top. And he just you can count one, two, three, four. And then me and Clay just, you know, fumble our way. Start doing immigrant song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well jeff plays wildfire and it did not bring the house down believe a it a song not. you hadn't heard before <laughs> never heard once in my life <laughs> uh, he, he was like he thought there was like an a and r representative in the crowd he thought uh, capital records was there uh that makes me think of that house show in grand junction we did where that dude sang uh oh, sam yeah. cook yes and, he, and somebody <laughs> farted <laughs> And you thought that it was me that farted so that I could set up the joke of singing straight to my lover's fart for me. Yeah, I thought you were you doing I a lot of work. You thought I alley-ooped a fart joke to myself. <laughs> <laughs> I was my own two-man, uh, James D. Rafer. <laughs> but it oh, wasn't man. me. Somebody else farted. And I know it wasn't you, but... In a I, tiny little <laughs> basement room. Remember, I, it was so small. I was like, I man, I really thought you, it was you. <laughs> you wanted it to be me. Yes. But, and this, uh, poor, this poor, you know, genderless person is singing on stage and someone farted and I start laughing really hard for the next three minutes. Well, yeah, and like tough. a 26-year-old sang uh, in Grand Junction... Sang a, a Sam sang a Sam Cooke song. Yeah, that was a Toby a of, joint. A bunch of nineteen-year-olds. Get in yeah. the van. Come play with us. Play, hey. You know any Sam Cooke? <laughs> hey man, we need an opener in Tacoma. He sharpened his knife and asked the guy if he knew any <laughs> Sam Cooke, and he was like, yeah. "I, yeah." Look, All brother, right, I'm gonna you, I'm gonna go carve play. you up like a pumpkin unless you get in the fucking van. <laughs> I'll tan your hide. <laughs> I'm gonna wear you as a shawl if you don't nail this Sam Cook cover. I'm I'll gonna never treat you like a topiary. <laughs> Nobody will ever play with you again. <laughs> You'll only play with me for eternity. <laughs> we all play down here. It's a stacked deck. <laughs> this coin's got two heads on it. He's gonna give it a flip. He's gonna have a couple jokes written about him as headliners come through the comedy fort and hang out after the show. Oh, for sure. While, while he <laughs> while he fixes a light or something and just starts listing off all the assassinations he knows about. Yeah. <laughs> Chronologically, I could go from best to worst, or I could go in order. Look, a lot of people don't know all the different sizes of bullets, but a lot of people aren't me, Toby. <laughs> come over here and let me sit on your lap i'm like a little lawn ornament come to life <laughs> play with me <laughs> play with me damn it mommy put me in a drawer forgot about me <laughs> nobody will play with me <laughs> the mind unravels if you don't bat it around like a kitty with some yarn <laughs> all work and no play with me makes Toby <laughs> makes my knife a dull little boy my knife likes to be sharp like my intellect I remember everything that's ever happened pre and post my death and birth <laughs> I call my daughter daughter. 
<laughs> After the Pearl Jam song. My middle name's Jeremy. Ah, <laughs> uh, Toby. Toby. Oh, we had so much fun with him. Remember? We had so much fun before and after doing his shows. <laughs> he was the opposite of a grifter where he would go in with no cards and the bar would give him whatever garbage they wanted. And he would, he'd just be like, I appreciate the opportunity. I've got my own uh, gear. I will, I will, uh, I will pay you for the electricity and I can figure that out. <laughs> We're going to take up a couple of watts uh, over the course of the next two hours, 10 minutes. That's right. I'm going to go a little long up top and a little long in the end. <laughs> Don't worry. I brought my own generator. All right. So. I just need, I just need to get into the switchboard and I'll have it going here. Here's Don't the deal. Worry. You give us each one beer and we will split two entrees. There are four of us and we will pay you $50. <laughs> For your time. <laughs> and hey, if we don't make anybody laugh, you keep that $50. But if, <laughs> if we make everybody laugh, I'll give you another $50. <laughs> oh, man. This is what we're missing out on. Is, uh, oh, is people trying real hard. Dude, Toby rules. I mean, I love him dearly. Uh, Luckily, he got he got pretty he got better at uh, putting tours together, and I know he's had some good ones. Yeah, he's got <laughs> he's got some stuff going. <laughs> he he's got his own here. beef jerky. He's got his own beef jerky coming out, <laughs> <laughs> making his own good powder and money. He lives <laughs> behind the comedy fort, and David does not know yet. And he never will. <laughs> he lives under the comedy fort. There's just a little, <laughs> there's a little mattress in the concrete <laughs> up from the sewer under the stage. He gets to hear laughs all night long. Everybody all the scraps to, I can gum. Everybody's playing right on top of me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> shit, man. We've really seen, we've seen his life in so many different ways. Remember when we hung out with his brother and he was just bullying him the whole time? Uh, yeah, Oklahoma. Yeah, that was so sad. Fourth of July. Oh, that was one of the best. Like here in Trinidad, I was going to make fun of Trinidad because uh, the big truck thing is in full effect. Like the yeah. bigger the truck, the better down here. And they're like, they're doing trucks on trucks. There's like... <laughs> There's like these weird, just the biggest trucks you've ever seen on these old cobblestone streets that are built for horses to pass one another. You know, these fucking giant <laughs> tanks are just ripping around these old cobblestone fucking. <laughs> uh, so that has been funny. And in Oklahoma, I remember they all shit on the fireworks show while loving the shit out of the fireworks show. Yeah. Like every, every. Th- Every, uh, you know, after the first few minutes, they kept saying, oh, man, that was the end, man. That sucked ass, man. And then they'd go, oh, shit. And then they'd be and they'd be enthralled for the next little uh, act, the next little uh, sequence. (laughs) And and then they'd like it. But then when it would be 
when there wouldn't be fireworks for two seconds, they'd be like, man, that was a finale. That was dog shit, man. That was horse shit compared to last year. Oh, yeah. shit. No, that wasn't the end. Oh, check this out. The whole time Toby's hidden behind the couch. <laughs> the stars are trying to play with us. Toby. <laughs> the whole damn uh, sky is exploding, damn it. <laughs> he, As it was written. <laughs> He burned down his brother's shed with a firework when they were 12 and 14, and so his brother never let go of it. His brother sucked. <laughs> Toby rules. I would do a Toby run right now. That's how desperate I am to do stand-up. Yeah, let's do like six shows together where nobody shows up. Oh, you know, uh, it's, Sharpie's, <laughs> it's Sharpie's birthday, and I no found shit. that picture that picture of Sharpie, and he said that was from Reno, and then I had to tell Megan how... The, the Reno show in our 2011 tour was one of the last ones. And I was like, Oh yeah, this one's going to be good for sure. Like it was the, it was the anchor. I know a bunch of people went to college there. A bunch of them still live up there. We're going to make some money. We'll definitely, you know, it won't matter whether Salt Lake city is fun or not because Reno will be good. And then we'll do Salt Lake city and we'll, then we'll be home. And it was one of the worst shows because four of my friends showed up and 13 or 15 of them were too drunk or hung over to drive or walk. Yeah, you you were the whole time. You're like, walks. don't worry, don't worry. It's gonna be the best show. Old Lund's got a big draw out there in Reno town. I'm like so. the I'm like the Toby of Reno, Nevada. Yeah, I mean, I remember I fucking spent that. I, I bought new tires for my car. I was so sure this was gonna be a lock. And then your buddy, uh, you know, Roy McCorder and his common law wife showed up and. <laughs> she gave him a hand job at the Kino machine. They were <laughs> and they were the only four like we had so many shows where the people did not hang a poster, did not tell any like the staff, the regular like everywhere we went, they had some sad ass story like man, we had beer yesterday and then today none of the beer was here. It was all gone. There wasn't no broken bottles, it was just gone, just nothing. <laughs> we don't have any racks, we don't have any uh <laughs> Yeah, man, it's it's the damnedest thing. I don't know how it happened, but a bunch of horses got loose in here and just fucking just tore the place apart. Now every fucking spot we went to, they're like, we didn't know if y'all wanted posters hung or if it was more <laughs> of like a word of mouth kind of a thing. And yeah, we thought it was an underground happening, man. We we didn't get a budget, a promotional budget from y'all from y'all's uh, people. So, so we technically had, y'all owe us forty dollars. Yeah, we didn't print them, but we reserved the right to charge you for. The fact that you didn't tell us whether we should be printing anything or not. And I mean, it's weird because last week we had this feller in here who paid us $100. <laughs> and he hooked up his generator and paid for our electricity. So we didn't know if it was one of them things or not. He had a little stage. He had two spotlights, you know, to get rid of any weird shadows. He said, shadows tell the wrong story. <laughs> he had 40 chairs. Uh, half of them were comfortable. The other half were okay. They weren't the best chairs, you know, but the, it felt, it, you could put an ass in them. <laughs> That's the thing. That's in the uncomfortable chairs, he brought his own ventriloquist dummies that he set up. So it looked like it was a full room, even though about eight humans were in here. He papered the outside, the whole neighborhood, uh, set off several car alarms by firing uh, 10 minutes after the show had started. <laughs> and he barked. And when I say he barked, I don't mean he told people outside about the show. He barked outside, hoping he that people would come and check out the new dog in town. <laughs> he got on his hands and knees, and he was biting people's ankles. <laughs> Even, come, he, come play with us. <laughs> We play rough in here. Get it? Come on. I'm a comedian. <laughs> Come on. 
We got Wayman. We need to get Wayman. <laughs> so Tobias hosts. Wayman does uh, <laughs> ten up top, and then me, and then you, and then Erdman closes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh shit. What do you got, Becker? Nothing. You're just cracking me up. Oh, okay. I, I, I'm worried that you might be having one. It's Becker's. <laughs> yeah, I'm Becker's. <laughs> Becker started swallowing his tongue. Uh. <laughs> Oh, uh, man. You yeah, see Kevin Bennett was uh he stormed the Capitol? I already brought that up. Oh, okay, good. I didn't I, Yeah, you saw it today? No. What did I he say? It. What do you mean? You brought it up and you don't know I, what he said? I mentioned a video that I saw, which was just him saying that he like climbed a tree and looked towards the Washington Monument and there were millions of people there. <laughs> yeah, I just saw him talking into a hotel room in a hotel room and Talking to a hotel room. He's talking to Toby about who books the room in Yampa. Facts, facts don't care about your feelings. Now let me quote <laughs> this Bible verse. <laughs> now look here, Toby. I know we don't see eye to eye, but we both agree on one thing. Staying cool and being groovy. So, <laughs> <laughs> Comedy is the purest form of being that there is. God smiles every time one of us tells a joke and cracks a smile. Toby would fuck up Kevin Bennett. <laughs> Oh yeah, Toby. Uh, would, Toby, like he wouldn't have the part of the gun that has the bullets in it. He would just have the the butt of the gun, and he would beat Kevin Bennett to death with it. When Toby's Toby, van is totally outfitted so that he can do like mobile carpentry and survive any kind of calamity or apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. He's he making make, his own. He's making his own pikes and batons. Oh shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if anyone needs a baton or a pike. For the impending race war, uh, go ahead and hit <laughs> what is up. A, what is a pike? A pike is like uh, it's like a long. Becker, go ahead. Long pointed stick. Yeah, it's like a bow, stick. but with a pointed end. Yeah, it's like a long. It's like uh, you know what Donatello had, but it has like a spear at the end of it. It's actually a hook, not a spear. A bow staff with a little coat hanger at the end. Yeah, exactly. So you can get that baby out from ten feet away <laughs> around a corner. Mm-hmm. It's bamboo, so it breathes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a rain stick with a nail at one end. <laughs> exactly. So Damn. you can put them to bed and then kill them in their sleep. Woo! The gentle sounds of rain <clears throat> as you get yeah. washed from these streets. <laughs> uh, I'm yeah, the Kevin. thunder and you're the storm. I'm Toby. Kevin Bennett's going to be at... Like, I I am, have mixed feelings about not being at the, uh, where I, you, where we used to live in Denver for the, whatever is going to happen at the Capitol. Cause I'm curious if it's going to be total insanity or if, because it's going to be spread out across all 50 states, there's just going to be like 200 people at each state Capitol. <laughs> Wait, what are you ca- talking about? There's supposed to be like ruckus, some ruckus is planned at each state Capitol to protest. MF ruckus is playing at the Capitol? MF Doom <laughs> Memorial Band MF Ruckus is going to play. Remember the MF Ruckus? Yeah, yeah. You guys hearing these farts? That was pretty yeah. good, but I was kind of talking. Sorry, yeah, I wasn't trying to interrupt. I just want to see if they were registering or not. Beggar, try to isolate and enhance that fart so that <laughs> computer <laughs> so that enhance it gets done justice. I don't want to. I don't want to silence that deadly. So the boys are going to gather and raise a little hell at the Capitol. Yeah, and it was like, oh man, I, I wouldn't have like gone down there, but it'd be interesting to see if there were streams and if there were 
I feel like the cops will not like, like enough of the cops won't like that shit because some of them are like kind of the, oh yeah, good versus bad. And so they're not all going to like be protesters. They're all going to call in sick. And so maybe there's going to be some shit going down and maybe I could be yelling at all of the sides. Just (laughs) somebody taste somebody in the balls, whether it's your own or someone else's get the, get to getting fall off of something, (laughs) (laughs) attempt some either ninja move or parkour and land on your head. (laughs) An assassin has broken into the Capitol and killed governor Polis with a pike. Uh, he released a statement and it just says, come play with us. This cryptic <laughs> message. Uh, yeah, and then a cipher that he said no one will ever be able to yeah. decipher. <laughs> Crack the code. Come play with me. <laughs> I, I am the code. Crack me. I'm going to play with my all my slaves in heaven. Everybody <laughs> I killed will become my slave and play with me forever. I got a whole <laughs> baseball team. <laughs> Um, so I might go to Casper Cheyenne for that then. Get out of the Capitol. Yeah. Maybe I'll just go. I won't go to the Denver Capitol. Maybe I'll go up to Wyoming. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of right in between worlds up here. Fort Collins, I think is going to be okay because, uh, a lot of the people up there are either doing bong rips or light bulb blasts. (laughs) And so they're not going to also go try and be a part of any hot action. I don't think. Yeah, it's try. It's tough to storm the Capitol on a mountain bike while you're playing frisbee. So I think we'll be safe up here. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that I'm going to have to put Gordy down, and I'm not going to make it painless. <laughs> He's driving me insane. What's he doing? Well, as you guys know, uh, we're in day. What is that? Day 19 of of Ham World here. It's uh, it's been in Hamity for. 19 days and the ham is on my bookshelf and yesterday i went to go slice a big old nug off and i dropped it behind the bookshelf and now gordy spends all of his free time pulling every book out of the bottom row of the bookshelves so that he can access this big old dollop of ham and I've got down there and I'm looking for it and I can't find it. So either he ate it and now he thinks there's just an endless world of ham behind all these books. <laughs> That's where his ham comes from. Yeah, exactly. He just thinks there's a little <laughs> hole in, uh, in space time where ham comes out. <laughs> or we're both losing it and I, don't, there, I never dropped any ham at all. I had phantom ham pains. <laughs> I would think you'd want it pretty bad. You're a, you're a completist. You like I have to- so much ham. You like to finish what you start. Well, that's nice of you to say, but we all know that's not real when it comes to uh, most things. But this ham, I'm going to eat ham. it all. Yeah, that's yeah, right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it out. But Gordy, he's over there right now, scritching and scratching, just ruining all my first editions on that bottom row because he wants to get at that yellow moldy chunk, and I'm going to have to put him in a pillowcase and throw him <laughs> in the pooter. I'm going to do what that uh, Canadian puppy mill should have done 13 years ago. <laughs> up up in Lake Ontario. Gordy's Canadian? He's from a Canadian puppy mill. Damn. I assume. I mean, he has that Pranking vibe him to out. him. Uh, he gives off that kind of like feeling, you know. How old is he? 13. Okay, yeah, that's, that's enough. He's had a good run. It's enough for a dog, a dog's life. That's pretty good. Double digits is good. 
uh, pillowcase is fine as mm-hmm. opposed to uh, your asshole falls out. Or the, my, <laughs> there's that one guy that when I uh, I was walking by and his dog looked like he was having trouble, I was like, what's going on with your dog? He's like, oh, he's dying. He can't poop. He can't shit no more. So my buddy's digging a hole right now. And I was like, oh, God, happy Halloween. <laughs> it sucks. Like, he's like, all right, come play with us. It was like 9.45 in the morning. I was stumbling home in Baker. And God damn, this dog was full of poop and he was going to die that way. <laughs> Who was digging the hole? He says, this guy said his buddy was. This old oh, man. man. Said that That's someone a good else, friend. Well, yeah, I would, hope that, uh, I would hope that somebody else would dig a hole for you up there. Well, yeah, I'm just waiting for Creech to give me a call and say, get the hole going. <laughs> No, not for me. Oh, okay. For Gordy. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah. It'd be my honor to dig your grave. You shouldn't have to <laughs> you shouldn't have to end Gordy and put him under. That's a lot. That's a lot for a day. I'm gonna throw him out the window of a moving car. <laughs> oh, once okay. he's once he's you know, once his mortal coil has been suffocated, I'm just gonna dump him out on the highway. You aren't he always liked to dump him out. He did. He loves to dump. Uh, we watched Gordy. Gordy really dropped a pile today. Sorry to cut you off, but man, pile? no, like his turd was, you know, probably I don't know, three and a half feet long, single coil. <laughs> That's good action for him. George Mike had a long one today. That's funny. <clears throat> they were both uh, killing it. Here's what I had to do today. This is how committed I am to being a good member of my community. Gordy dumped once, and I had one bag, and I used it, you know, and then I threw it on the roof of the church. Um, (laughs) But we're still walking, and about 30 minutes later, he dumps again, and a bunch of kids are playing on a basketball hoop with their parents, and they see him dump. And I do that thing where I look around like, oh, I don't have a bag. What am I going to do? Yeah, where did my three bags go? Yeah, oh, my God. This is the the fourth one that he's plopped. I'm sorry, everybody. So (laughs) there's snow on the ground. So I picked up a handful of snow, and I put it on top of the turd, and then I scooped the snow underneath the turd, and I made a snowball from hell. (laughs) And then as soon as I was out of the eyesight of the kids, I just – threw it at the side of a brick wall (laughs) i threw it at a bank and watched it smatter and it was pretty sick and then you went into the bank and you got some some new checks (laughs) i did yeah i went in there and exchanged for some cash for euros and just grabbed (laughs) grabbed as many dumb dumb suckers as you could Mm -hmm. yeah just all the styrofoam cups i could fit in my butt (laughs) so you lund nathan lund you were saying that you watched a movie last night we watched Tommy Boy last night. Interesting. It's, it's very funny. Yeah. Obviously, it's sad because uh, Chris Farley died. Rob Wait, Lowe, what? still alive. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Farley, dead. David Spade, thriving. Yeah. Living, loving, laughing. Um, well, it was just funny, too, because I told Megan, like, when you uploaded the video of me doing those moonsaults, I was like, man, somebody could see that and be like, my God, look at that physical comedy. (laughs) That's money in a bucket. I wonder if he can can still go 10 years later. Can he still go? You did three. You could have done two more. 
yeah, you were was, hitting the ground really hard. That was ten years ago. Yeah, you're I right. can still do. I can still do it. Yeah, on your fiftieth birthday in a couple weeks, you should <laughs> you should try and flop one out. I'll do a moon. I'll be like Jack Lalane, where every year on my birthday I'll do another feat of strength. But it's yeah, like moon salts into a pool or a backyard wrestling match. <laughs> Just be the dumbest shit. In did one did of we talk about um, Rob Lowe's sex tape? No. Yeah. Yeah. You we did. Okay. You talk about it. I think every other episode. No, that's like not true. The semi-sponsor Pornhub or. Red no, tube. it's just I just you know I that quote about it I I didn't know about it so I've been bringing it up on podcast <laughs> this week. I didn't know about it either, but it's from a long time ago, right? Yeah, but yeah. It was the best thing that ever happened to him was banging <laughs> yeah. a sixteen-year-old on a laser disc. Yep, <laughs> and he only did four hours of community service. Oh yeah, Becker googled all that. Yeah, Becker loves it. <laughs> Becker <laughs> want to know what the precedents were. Yeah, it just blows me away that he's like okay. Now, for everyone wondering, yes, Becker is in a cage high above Earth. He is dangling <laughs> from a cherry picker. Uh, and if he manages to eat not only 35 oysters, but also the shells, we're going to bring him down. Uh, shit. Walk it back. Damn. You got it. Roblo. Raw load. Sex tape. 16 year old girl. Duct tape. Uh, Space race. Damn it. Chutney, Uh, salsa, chimichurri. Joe Blow? Bazooka Joe? Bazooka Joe. That was it. Yeah, Joe Gray. We always bring uh, up Joe Gray. I don't know if people know who that is. Well, I'm sure they don't. Um, uh, people know. It's Becker's roommate, everyone. Yeah. W- one of Becker's roommates. Somehow the less <laughs> dangerous of the two, the less, <laughs> the more reliable of the two. Yeah. Nice. Some, somehow. We, we used to work together for an events company. You know, there'd be a gem show at the fucking... <sighs> And God, some oh the the stock what was it not a uh, fucking National Western the, Complex, the, the complex, yeah. yeah. Well, you can see why it's tough to remember. It's a complex place, lots of ins and outs. Don't feel bad about. It. Don't get a complex about the complex. There'd be a gem show, and we would do like the pipe and drape. We would bring in, you know, the the you know how they're you know you'd have booths. At these gem shows, at these antique events, at these, and it was mostly a lot of just junk, just old, sad people cleaning out their garage and bringing it to Denver or like Las Vegas, you know, the circuit of, yeah, of Tucson, uh, Vegas, yeah, Albuquerque, Sheridan, Wyoming, Albuquerque, if you got any turquoise, otherwise skip it, (laughs) unless you got like an old cannon or some shit. Uh, If you've got a crow skeleton. We would work together doing that shit, and uh, that was all right because he would actually because it wasn't that hard if you just did you know if you did all the stuff you had to do, and a lot of comics would show up and just be like, "What do we have to do?" And it's like, just that, just do that five hundred times, either that or that, like either set that up or move that, 
And then a bunch of them be like, all right, I'm going to check my phone real quick. Like, oh, all right, go get booked. <laughs> I'm going to go fucking move these heavy ass plates. There's only 1,500 of them. So we should be done in eight, nine hours because it's me and Joe Gray. Z Carrera, Cheque Herrera was a beast, man. He could just grab, you know, uh, a whole booth and just chuck it into the back of a truck. <laughs> just incredible, incredible strength. Old Meat Mountain. Check A Herrera. Holy I'd rather check cow. B Herrera. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you should have checked him out because uh, it was something to watch. And then he lost a bunch of weight, but like didn't lose any of his strength. You know, like still got to just chuck shit all over the. Place. I don't think it's nice for you to say he lost a bunch of weight, referring to him getting divorced. I think that's rude. <laughs> You're telling tales out of school, my friend, because I was uh, being literal. You're playing games. Puppet master style. I am. I'm Toby now. You're licking your lips. <laughs> uh, we're we're maybe supposed to start doing video. I mean, one of my friends thought that we could do it, so maybe we do. It. Uh, one of your friends. Who who was one of your friends? My friend Ricky? Kate. My friend Katie, who is married to Landon, and she said that uh, her family through marriage is related to the Undertaker, like through her great aunt married. One of the Undertaker's cousins or something. It was pretty cool. I think. Uh, so you're think saying that she can get Taker dead. on the pod? I think we might be able to get Taker as a call in. He's not going to like ride. You know, he's not going to ride a Harley from uh, from the heart of Texas to Colorado. He's not going to ride one of the four horses of the apocalypse over here. He could Skype in, maybe. He's, he's going to ride Skype. pestilence to get over here. He. <laughs> what were the four horses? War. Pestilence, famine, gout, death, toxic death. masculinity. Yeah, uh huh. Misgendering. And I only know because God. they're Marvel characters. Oh yeah, mm. of course. That is why you know anything. I know from my dictionary, and by that, of course, I mean the Bible, because it's nothing but just words, and then the true meaning of those words. I'll tell you that there ain't no metaphors. It's all straight shooting. <laughs> There was an ark, and there was two of every animal. And I'm talking gnats. I'm talking flies, mosquitoes, all of the above was in my big old, big-ass boat. James Draper <laughs> had an ark that he drove from Oklahoma, and it was a boat on wheels. So Do you really a drive a boat cheap. out here? No. Oh, well, what? You called back to a thing that didn't happen? I called back to how I said that Draper was fresh off the boat because he was new to Denver. Oh, I thought it was because he looks so surly and swarthy. It sounded ra it's a racist term a lot of the time. So then I wanted to clear that up. There, he didn't cross the Rio Grande. I was not alluding to a undocumented uh, status. I oh, he saying. would have come over from Albania or something. That's uh, Belushi. No, he's one of those like uh, Mediterranean, you know. He's got all skin. Yeah, he does. What is his ass? Uh, <laughs> I think yeah, he's Italian. I, okay. He's always claiming to be Italian. That's why he can say it. <laughs> uh, he, he does talk like Carl from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. <laughs> he's, he's a big Christopher Columbus fan. The director and the explorer. He loves Home Alone. <laughs> He loves being home alone. Maybe a little too much. Yeah, he's he's like 
sad or something. (laughs) (laughs) You know what isn't sad? Our Patreon, man. We really ripped and roared on that one last night. Good God. Good call. We have Yeah, check uh, that out. That was like an hour and a half page last night. We were really fucking cutting a rug. We went long, yeah. And it felt good. It did feel good, man. I I didn't cramp up. Uh uh what was I gonna say? <laughs> You're cramping up right now. <laughs> oh yeah, I brought up cramping up, and then speak your brain of the gave devil, out. Speak of that devil, <laughs> I gotta walk around on my tippy toes for a sec. <laughs> that is uh, the worst. Waking up out of sleep with a fucking Charlie horse. Yeah, I've had that happen a couple of times. That was not me jerking off. This is me uh, patting my calf. Nice. Sounds like jerking off, but that's got, that ain't me. Have you guys I heard of Saturday have- night? palsy what's that it's when a drunk gets all wasted and falls asleep on their arm weird and wakes up and their arm doesn't work oh yeah i don't miss that i do not miss that i used to fall asleep and all you know you you get what's comfortable at when you when you first lay down is not comfortable in the morning when you have your arm behind your head and around the corner right yeah and i used to do that all the time and that's (laughs) not that's not a good move you got to like sleep straight and get used to sleeping like straight. I can put my arms over my head on my stomach, but then you got to like have your hips facing parallel. They got to, you got to be careful down there or else you're going to get put down early. You're going to put down at 13 like Gordy. Are you giving a sleep walkthrough? I'm saying from someone <laughs> who giving is a tutorial 30, on sleeping. I'm 38 and a half. And I know, I know a couple things about a couple of things. The bigger the truck, the cooler, the dude, the louder the truck, the more I'm listening. And, uh, yeah, you got to be careful when you go to bed at night because those hours add up. See, I'm wondering, I sleep, I like to sleep on my side. That's my thing. Sure. That's and I also fine. like to sleep on my gut. That's fun. But I want to be asleep on the back guy. And there's no way to really train yourself on how to sleep because, you know, Tough that time you're, on you're out of control. There's, there's no one telling anyone what to do. I've fallen asleep on my back probably five times in my whole life. I wish I, I could know. do it more. But yeah. barring that, or even if you're doing that, you better be careful where your hips are pointing and where your legs are. Because, man, you uh, you start <laughs> sleeping in a weird crick, you know, and then 25, 30 years later, you're not going to be able to get out of that bed. You're gonna That's going to be your deathbed because you slept like an asshole for way too long. Just do yoga like me. Well, you have to, yeah, you have to do stuff. You got to be active. But before you go to bed, uh, go north, south, or east, you west. You know, don't start, don't start turning into a, you know, a former Hindu symbol for peace that got co-opted by a bunch of angry German assholes. <laughs> don't go to sleep like a swastika. You're getting all bent out of shape. Oh man, I was just thinking about that swastika thing in Paris, but that's neither here nor there. Um, that's historical fact. That's a good story. We've already told that story, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, I can't get yeah. enough of that story. Your dick has a, is flapping swaw right now, a little tiny swaw. Yeah, there's a Frenchman climbing to the top of it. Your balls are French. Coated, oui, oui. In, coated in goat cheese. 